Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me Hafiz Rahman and thank you so much for listening to Berhantu. Did I just mess my entry? Sorry. Let's do it all my time. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Much better. Sorry, sometimes I'm a bit like a bit my when I'm recording these episodes. Um the last episode I said something along the lines of There's no one in this long house that's got hair something along those lines and then people were like you messed up you messed up well I'm sorry I'm sorry okay anyways that's not the point the point is I'm committed to giving you good horror content um this episode is an episode that is slightly different from the rest because it is an issue that I rarely talk about um but apparently it still happens um you guys know what is like to do right or like in Indonesian they call it telur right um for those non malays um who are listening so essentially what it is is it is a a form of black magic where people send things uh through eggs okay and then inside these eggs can be i don't know maybe hair or nails or like um anything that's like quite unsanitary you know So the 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 aim of this practice is to send it to the person that you wish to send and harm them, right? Um and in most cases when these people go for um cleansing or exorcism, uh they would start to vomit out things, right? Like like I said earlier on like hair or like sometimes blood, sometimes black matter, sometimes like straight up nails. Um And I think I did share with you guys long time ago about a story of an ex-colleague whose husband was at the receiving end of tuju tuju. If you guys want to research it, you all can research it. Um, but essentially, what happened was someone sent it to her house, and when that thing exploded inside her house, she said, "I can never forget it. It it sounded like a bomb explosion. You know, it was just an egg." Um, and then shortly after, the husband was paralyzed from the knee, ah, uh, from the waist down. Sorry, from the knee down, like from the waist down. And like almost instantly, they didn't know what was happening to the husband. And then went to the doctor. Doctor couldn't find any rational. Um, I mean, they they couldn't ascertain uh what was happening to the husband. So that was what was what had happened. Um I wanted to share with you a story from a friend um who has been at the receiving end of the tuju tuju um managed to reconnect with her for a very long time and she got it from her ex fiance so what happened was I don't know what you guys noticed um my friend I'm sorry this is not this is a totally different story altogether okay I want to just pre precursor you guys to the story of tuju tuju so what happens is Sometimes, if you are lucky or unquote unlucky, you might be able to see things flying. Like it, it looks like a shooting star. So they said they they say that in order for you to stop it, all you got to do is to say, "Hey, what's that?" Or like, "Hey, look at that," you know. And then that thing would like lose its direction and then just explode in 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 thin air. I didn't believe it um, until a family. Member said that uh, he was uh, sitting along, what was it? At kat mana ada dia nampak benda ni? Ah, eh? uh, somewhere in Kalang, um, over PA. Okay, the old PA in Kalang there. 
So he was he was he happened to be around the area and he was just chilling with his friends lah. They all park their car at the side. Biasalah uh, park kereta kat tepi, keluarkan kerusi decathlon and then just sit and hang out around there. And they said that as he was talking to his friends, he noticed that there's like macam a blinding star. It's like almost like a shooting star. So he 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 uh, told his friends, he said, hey, look, a shooting star. And then everyone looked up and everyone saw it. And then when he pointed at that thing, that thing just macam exploded, macam like a small firework, just poof, like that. And then the friend looked at him, and he looked at his friend, and then he's like, that wasn't a shooting star, was it? And then they're like, um, no, I don't think, but we saved someone's life. I do not know how true is it, whether you can really stop tuju-tuju by just pointing to the egg in mid-air. I know it sounds really comical, but apparently it's a real thing. Um, how it goes on across the skies, I do not know. Um, I can't explain it, of, of a flying egg, um, but that's that's what the belief is all about. So this story is about a, a girl, a friend who was at the receiving end of this, and she said that when it happened, it happened when she was asleep. When she was asleep, so she said the weird thing was that my room, the windows are closed. So when I sleep at night, the air conditioning is switched on. Now of course, of course. So there's no way an, an egg can enter my room, right? Because the door is closed, my window is closed. Not knowing that this is a magic egg of sorts. So she said, one day I woke up and I noticed that there is an egg. And it, it looks like a normal egg, all right? With a, with a yolk just smashed. And she said, like literally on the floor, there was a broken egg, lah, right? So I felt a bit weird, but I couldn't piece it together. Like it was way beyond my thinking that my ex-fiance would send it. Um, she said at this point of time, the ex-fiance, don't know, break the about maybe three and a half months or coming to four months. Uh, they broke up because he had, he was cheating on her lah, essentially. Um, so that's it. So so she she had a maid and she 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 said, "Bi, tolong saya untuk uh, lapkan ini benda." And then she she and the baby helped lah. So so the baby picked it up and then she wiped um after the baby, and that was it. She said that it. It started the the evil thing started to manifest itself, um, over a period of two years. By the way, so she said it all started with dreams. So she said, "Bila hari yang 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 telur tu pecah dalam bilik aku, aku selalu mimpi." She said, "I always dream of a man with tando, with horns, and he will always be far away, and he will be sitting on the throne." Okay. And in that dream, I would just be standing there alone. And then I would hear, like, laughter around me. But the man that I see, and it's, it's, a, it's a man, in, in the shape of a man. Tapi, dia cakap tinggi. This man is, like, tall. Because even though he was, like, standing on a throne, like, maybe, like, far, far away from me. Like, maybe, if, if, I, if I can quantify it, maybe about 100, 200 meters away from me, I could see that he was really tall. And he would also be, be laughing. And when he laughs, dia ada taring. Okay, he has like fangs. I would always dream of this thing. Quite. Okay, at first he said, in, in, in the first year, quite sporadically. And then as the year passed, she said, I would dream of this thing. Orang bertanduk ni. Very, very often. Um, to the point where, now, 
she said as the time goes by sorry i cannot i cannot get that madonna song out of my head time goes by so slowly okay anyways so she said that as she as the time passed the man strone would be closer and closer and closer to her she said it came to a point where satu hari ni one day aku te, aku te, macam tertidur and that night i dream that i was sitting on this man's lap and he smelled of burnt skin like this something like burnt and like slash rotten and i was so freaked out by that dream because in that dream i was seated on his lap and that man's hand was big tau dia dekat tangan dia besar dia tengah usap kepala aku lah siah so i wake up okay as this dream is happening she said as the dream is happening she noticed something about herself but she said at the point of time i just couldn't rationalize it it was after it happened when i was t- talking to my friends about it then my friends is like do you realize that blah 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 and then my family members my family members also was telling me oh this is happening to you blah blah, blah. and then she realized yeah actually this is happening she said okay to be really if, to be really honest i'm not the best muslim out there kadang-kadang solat pun um lepas waktu and all that you know sometimes i pray i sometimes i pray sometimes i don't pray you know i sometimes miss my five daily prayers and she said that was the downfall of it because she said that if i at least were to continue praying five times a day you know at least i do not know lah maybe maybe in, in, at the back of her head some, some you know things wouldn't go bad she said she developed two things number one she said um sorry three things first the check up aku from be- from becoming that girl that macam solat like um cakap-cakap kadang uh, lupa solat to totally just she stopped praying altogether and she said why she said because every time and this is quite weird i don't know whether you guys have felt this before she said every time bila aku dengar azan aku macam menyampah dengar azan macam like for me it's like noise it's like ugh i cannot hear like i cannot hear the azan like for me whenever i hear the azan tak kisahlah dekat radio ke like if if i were to hear it um on someone's phone pe or or like if if it's like um if i happen to pass by a mosque or i i happen to be in um around the area where there's a mosque and you can hear the the sound of prayer being called she said aku macam bingit macam bingit menyampah like aku like i detest you know like it, it became such a such an unpleasant thing for me to the point where there will be a time i'll be like can we switch off can you switch off and then she would either really switch off the 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 the, the um radio if it's within reach or she would just close her ears she said, i don't know why aku macam tiba-tiba aku macam just feel like ugh i cannot okay another thing she noticed is that she started to have um a neck for eating like raw meat okay i wouldn't say raw meat lah macam okay so she says this is the thing i eat meat but i'm not the biggest fan like, i prefer chicken over meat but she said over the last two years while this thing is happening i realized that i developed this macam insatiable hunger to makan daging all the time okay so she said to the point where macam every other day she would go to any like restaurant and get herself a steak and the steak is always like rare she said as rare as possible And she said that it's weird because before that, aku, I am the person, I'm very Asian. Macam like, aku akan makan 
um, Daging yang dah masak Like I I don't Even like medium rare for me It's like huh? I will always have it well done You know I'm that kind of person But for some reason I develop this taste Of just eating like Raw meat Like The game Like If it's gamey It's good If it's bloodied It's better You know She said that Aku jadi macam Just hungry And she said that Okay, because whatever that they eat is is cow's meat, right? Or lamb, right? She said that, entah macam it, even though I'm happy eating it, but I'm not satisfied. It seems like I want to eat something more and something more raw. It almost feels as if like I'm becoming like a wild animal, okay? The one that, that told her this was her friend because her friend was always with her and her friend is like, hey, how come this lady keep on buying like the same thing over and over again when she's not a fan of steak at all? Another thing she noticed is that the kabadan dia on on her body she said um there is a a lot of spots okay and do not know whether it's it's not measles it's not chickenpox but there's a lot of spots and these spots are itchy so she said that she will get a lot at the at the nape of her neck okay uh kelengkang dia her how what is kelengkang in english <coughs> her inner thighs Area, um, and on her tummy, okay, she said, and she would scratch to the point where that thing would get bloodied and all that. So she was on medication for 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 some time just to to make sure that because she thought it's not an allergic reaction, maybe it's a hormonal thing. You know how sometimes our hormones mess up and then suddenly we we develop this new thing that we do not know of. So she said maybe it was that. Things got worse, um, when she said that. Every time bila aku nak jumpa lelaki Aku Okay This is a this is pretty explicit lah So if you guys are listening Just know that this is not her She said I became sexed um, Sex crazed Macam Aku jumpa jantan Aku jumpa, aku jumpa jantan just to Main Or like have sex you know um, And she said I would I would Okay She was, she was, she was pretty open with, with me about it She said Everyone is Naughty right Everyone has Done things or whatever But It it became to the point where she Couldn't control it Like she wants it all the time Like 24-7 And she said In that two years That she was having these dreams And Badan macam kata-kata And all that She would still meet Like men Like And have like one night stands and all that. Um, yeah, so she... After the the whole incident, she said, I felt very disgusted by myself, like, you know, but I didn't know what was happening to me. So, one particular incident led the parents to just bring her to Berobat. Um, she didn't want to tell me what what, what happened, okay? I, I think... Um, I think... She said along the lines of... My shenanigans got found out by my parents So aku rasa dia bawa lelaki balik rumah And then the parents found out something like that And then the parents said that You need to seek help Like you know So they went to see an ustaz um, And she was very hesitant She said aku macam What's wrong with me? Like I mean I know there's something wrong with me But At the same time I also macam I was in the I was in a very Grey Smoky state You know like I, I couldn't Figure out what was happening So dia pergi jumpa ustaz 
And the, the ustaz just look. She said, "I remember. I I went into this room, and the ustaz just look at me, and he shook his head. And she said, 'Para ni. The ustaz said, 'Para ni. Para ni means how do I explain this in English? Um, oh, this is terrible. Like you like it's terrible. And then he just shook his head. So I said, 'Okay, fine.'" So she said, "Okay, tak apa duduk kat depan saya. You just sit in front of me. You um, raise both hands up, uh, palms facing up, and then he put his palm above my hand. And he said that ustaz tu belum lagi belum lagi baca tau. He said the ustaz haven't even recited any prayers, but my hand it felt as if I have a million needles poking me on my forearm. So I just." Put away my arm and I just started screaming, "Ow!" And then the, the ustaz says, "Saya belum lagi mula." And he said, "No, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't. I don't want to go back. I want to go back home." And said, so the ustaz says, "Okay, no. Kita nak tawakal. Something is not right. So we need to seek help." So then again the same time. So she said, "This time round, she put both hands again out, and then the ustaz put both of his hands, uh, uh, palm over her palm." And that's what she said. I saw it. I saw it standing behind the ustaz because the ustaz was, macam, tengah baca doa. Macam Rukiah doing her stuff, and he and he said, the room. Sorry, it's a she. And, and she said that the room became very dark, and there was macam black smoke forming up behind the ustaz. And true enough, that black smoke, eh, belum makan That black smoke transformed itself to that man in the dreams. And that man was black, muka dia hitam, nothing, just total black with horns, and fangs. And that man was like smiling at her from behind the ustaz. And the ustaz did say, whatever you see, just look down, look down, look down, don't look up. So she just looked down. So she saw that thing and she just looked down. She just looked down, looked down, looked down. And she said, for some reason, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I was lucid. I could, okay, she said, like, how, you know how sometimes when, like, exorcism, you feel like you are not in the right head space, like, like, You don't know what's happening, right? But for me, the most messed up part is I know what was happening. Aku was lucid throughout this whole exorcism. This whole Rukia session. So, aku suddenly feel macam nak muntah tau. And when aku muntah, pump, exactly what I saw in the movies. Aku muntah rambut eh. Like, bergumpah-gumpah rambut. So, I said, I did not know what was happening. I vomited like, balls and balls of hair. So, to cut the story short, she said, That wasn't the first time seeing the ustaz. So I went for treatment after three to four days. After three to four sessions. Then it got better. Then the dream stopped. Then the hunger for 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 men and meat stopped. Um, and then the ustaz did say that kadang-kadang kita rasa yang kita ni sexually active or kita ni um, live a very Open lifestyle, right? But the Ustaz did say, and they mentioned to me, kita tak boleh ikutkan nafsu kita because, so there's, there's different shaitan, right? So there is a specific shaitan that would encourage you to have sex, like flagrantly, you know? Um, and he said that was that was the one that was at work, you know? Um, how did she say that the guy... Uh, the, the one who sent her was her ex-fiancé because she said, I remembered, and this is very creepy, I remembered, saya tak boleh hancurkan benda ni. The ustaz said, I cannot destroy this thing, but I can send it back to its owner. Okay? 
Okay, fine, whatever. So went to the when went to the thing. Right after the incident, when the ustaz opened the subject, like, okay, can I just send it over to the to the person back because I I can I can destroy it. I don't know how to destroy it. I'm not like much. Maybe I'm not um powerful enough or whatever. Okay. One week after that, she received a text from her ex, um, like fiance, punya mother, cakap, fiance dia died in a motor accident. Which is what are the odds? Um, it happened on the bed. It happened on the bed. Uh, note the 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 engagement, and he was sending death threats to her. He was sending nasty messages to her. And she said, "I still, I still keep the messages because I wanted to. F- for some weird reason, I feel like, macam, I needed a way to just rationalize what was happening. I can never forget one of the message, one of the messages, ah, uh, message, pula, one of the message that he sent me. It was along the lines of, if I cannot get you, no other man can get you. You're gonna die in my hands. He said that. And then shortly after that, I, I received those dreams and all that." Mess that happened for two years, um, but that's not the worst part. The worst part was after he broke up with her, he got married immediately. So he was only married for about a year plus before he died in a motor accident. Yeah, so she said that it's quite messed up. Um, but I'm better now. Um, she's married now with two kids. So she said, it seemed like a lifetime ago that I experienced all of that. Um, but please don't tell anyone my name or whatever. It's just a story that I want to share to say that these things happen, and it all started from that oh, broken egg in my room. Um, yep. So that's the all story that I have. Um, it's quite a lengthy story. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoy the story. And for more stories, um, just don't forget to listen to Burhan to the podcast. And if you have any stories to share, just email me at hafizabdrahman at yahoo dot com. Until I see you guys again. Thank you so much, guys. Good night. Bye-bye.